Bob. Glad to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah, tell and me. You, and you got, the, you got the name just right, so no perfect, problem. Perfectly. Thank you. I, I'm just going to call you Rich the rest of the way anyway, <laughs> for my own purposes. Uh, tell me about your involvement here. And, and first of all, the social media aspect of this. Uh, why bother? Uh, this thing's going to play out. The critics are out there, and they're in court, and the lawyers and the rest of it, and the politicians, all that. What led you to get involved here? Yeah, it's a question I get a lot. And honestly, it's just a, a topic I have a passion for. I, like you, I, I honestly hadn't heard of Rivian prior to the announcement, started reading about it. And my real draw here is, is the future for, the, for our state and for the area. It's just bringing some really great jobs to the area that I know firsthand uh, directly through my family trying to find good jobs in the area. Or they're hard to come by. Good full-time jobs. And that's really what's driving me as much as anything is, is the economic uplift that so many people are going to get from this plant going in. All right. Well, let's talk about some of the criticism. And let, let's start with, and I know sure. you've heard this and probably you've had people in your face about it. I moved to Rutledge to get away from all this. I, how do you answer that? Progress happens. Uh, I hear you. I have, I'm not without empathy there. Uh, it, is, it is going to be a change for the area. But I think the, the larger picture is something we should all keep in mind. Uh, another thing to keep in mind also is that while it's 2,000 acres is, is certainly a large parcel of land, but it is less than 1% of the total land that's in uh, Morgan County alone, and it's going to be spread over more than Morgan County. And in fact, it's even less than one, it's far less than 1% actually of the total county land. And it's less than 1% of the agricultural land that's in use in the county as well. So yes, it's a big footprint. Uh, which is impressive because it's helping us rebuild our manufacturing base in the United States. It's not a great reason for it coming in. Uh, but it is, there's a lot of land left for people to spread out, enjoy. And, uh, you know, I love the rural Georgia lifestyle myself. I get it. Uh, but there's plenty there. All right. I, I, and I have been, Rich Nesgenis with us now, talking about this Rivian project. And he's, as you're hearing, a supporter of it in the face of some criticism. I have been critical of the critics to this extent. Not like you, I understand, and I'm not without empathy. But I feel like some of these folks are being played. Uh, and you're closer to the ground than I am, but you tell me. My, my sense is, because I've seen this play out before, uh, you get these, I call them environmental economic development ambulance chasers. Some of these lawyers, law firms, this is a business model for them. Uh, they, they look around as these economic development announcements are made, and if they see a fire, they run in with cans of gas, and they start raising money and promising that they can keep the plant out, and they get paid either way. They get paid whether the plant is ever built or yeah. not, and, and I I feel like some of these folks are getting played. You know, it, same thing, same observation. Uh, it, it doesn't take any, doesn't take a lot to go ahead and file a lawsuit. It takes a lot to actually have a lawsuit have merit and not get dismissed uh, out of hand by the judge. So, I think there are a lot of people who are very passionate on the opposition side, and some of some of those folks have the means to attempt to throw up roadblocks in a variety of ways, one of which is hiring lawyers. And if they can afford it, well, they're going to do what they're going to do. Uh, if you're against progress, if, if you really feel passionately on the other side, I understand that that may be something that's worth it to you. I don't think that personally, I haven't seen or read anything that shows anything illegal done, anything 
that would merit a lawsuit, but I'm not a lawyer. Either. Well, the latest lawsuit, as I understand it, and like you, I didn't go to law school, don't have a law degree, but my, my understanding of the, the one piece of litigation I'm aware of has been filed just last week in, in Morgan County. And, and by the way, my sense is, maybe yours is different, my sense is most of the opposition is coming from the Morgan County side of the line here. Lawsuit filed in there in Madison that alleges some of the tax incentives are being offered, uh, tax abatements, being offered by way of violating the state constitution. Is that your read of it? That's my read of it, and actually attending some public meetings and meeting up with some of the opposition in person. Uh, the oh Gosh, you know, I'm having a senior moment here. I'm not exactly thinking of the exact clause in the Georgia Constitution, but they're, they're, they're attempting to work through a clause in the Constitution. Uh, however, what's being overlooked and not talked about is that the state ultimately has the authority uh, for uh, home rule is what they're going for. And the, uh, the state ultimately can defer to the local municipalities, but they ultimately can't override the municipalities as well. So um, this, it, it gets interesting, and I'm sure there's a lot of legal gymnastics that are involved there. I'd say another interesting thing that's about, that, about the lawsuit is that it's one of the litigants or the plaintiffs there uh, is her husband, a lady in the, local to the area there, her husband is also on the board of tax successor, or tax successor board in Morgan County. So it's kind of interesting that uh, on the one hand, you've got a member of a family sitting on a local government board, and another, and on the other hand, you've got another member of the family who's fighting a lawsuit to kind of stop. And it's, I mean, that, that, listen, that's what you run into in small towns and rural counties, and everybody knows everybody, and a lot of those same people are related to each other. That that's It would actually, in some respects, in some aspects, be, be more surprising if something like that didn't happen. Uh, Rich Nasgenis with Fair us point. here again, putting together, uh, among other things, a social media campaign. Georgia supports the Rivian Assembly plant, uh, says the social media page. I'm looking at it on Facebook now. What's the genesis of this? Uh, honestly, I, I, it came from a result of nothing being out there but the opposition. Uh, I originally came, I joined the opposition group on Facebook to learn more about what the opposition was thinking. Uh, you have to join their group also. They don't have a public group, so they have a gatekeeper there to say who can and can't look at their content, which is interesting, considering they demand transparency from everybody else. Uh, Ultimately, I decided that I fell on the side of supporting the Rivian. I thought it was great for Georgia, great for the area, so I decided to start a, a group. No advertising, no assistance. I'm not associated with Rivian or the JDA in any form. I'm just the average citizen who believes in this and started a group. And we've grown to over 300 people that are willing to join and put their names out there that they have joined the group, which is uh, you know, something to be said, considering, like you said, everybody knows each other in the local area. But we have hundreds of people who just visit anonymously as well. You know, you touched on a word there, and this was another complaint. You, you mentioned this that's raised by the Rivian critics: transparency. We didn't know anything about this. We didn't know this was coming. Yeah. Well, and part of that, part and parcel, we've seen this elsewhere. We saw it here in Athens with Caterpillar. We learned about it the same way. Whoa, what? They're coming? Yeah. You negotiate. You don't negotiate these types of deals in public. Uh, and if you do, you immediately lose any negotiating leverage you have. So I, I don't know how much transparency is realistic. How, how transparent, in your estimation, has this process been? Well, I think, like you, that, that uh, NDAs and private negotiations are just, a, just part and parcel of doing business. There's nothing nefarious about it, nothing underhanded. Uh, a lot of bad can come out of people understanding the negotiations are going on. Uh, another point to be made, the JDA was formed many, many years, Joint Development Authority for those uh, four counties. Uh, I think I've got that right, four counties. Mm -hmm. uh, 
was formed many, many years before Rivian. And Morgan County decided how much they wanted to get involved with that, what their, who was going to be on the JDA. So this is no big surprise that the area was going to be developed. Perhaps it was uh, what it, hope. Hope is not a strategy, they say. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's no big secret that the area is going to be developed now. Uh, Rich Nasgenis, again, the Facebook group, Georgia supports the Rivian assembly plan. As he said, nothing in this for him other than some degree of local activism pushing back on some of the criticism. He's not on Rivian's payroll, or so he says, Rich Nasgenis, and, and would let you into his group, as it were. Georgia supports the Rivian assembly plan. Go to the, if nothing else, go there and learn some things. Rich Nasgenis, thanks so much for your time this morning. Thank you for having me.